good evening. The power of Christ compels you! The power of Christ compels you! Oh yeah! What They will beat you, didn't they? Do I look like someone who cares what God thinks? Whoever is beaten by a werewolf and lives becomes a werewolf himself. I'm going to give the people what they want. Sensation, horror, shock. Send them out in the streets to tell their friends how wonderful it is to be scared to death. I think we're dead. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Without people, we are nothing. Alone. Bad. Friend. Good. Whoa, 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 whoa. With us today, we have Sean Whalen here in Sacramento, California at the Twisted Terror Horror Convention. I just wanted to immediately say I'm very, very happy to see all of these photos from all of the different projects you've done in your career because I know pretty much all of them. And that's one of the things I was going to ask. What's the one thing that you get recognized more for most, or does it kind of depend? It really, that's a good question, but it really does depend now um, because I've done it for so long. I used to get recognized for the Scott Milk commercial I did for a long time. And now let's make that random call with today's $10,000 question Who shot Alexander Hamilton in that famous duel? Hello? Hello, for $10,000, who shot. Excuse me? I'm sorry, maybe next time. Got milk. And then uh, the more work I did, it really does depend, because uh, I've done a lot of kid shows like Disney Channel and Nickelodeon, and so kids will recognize me from that, and older women will recognize me from soap operas, and uh, horror fans will recognize me from People Under the Stairs, and a lot of women aged 20 to anything will recognize me from Never Been Kissed. So it's now varied, actually, depending on uh, who you are, actually. Which so. has got to be a pretty good thing, being, yeah. being able to be attainable to a wide audience. Yes, I would much rather do that than just still be <laughs> the milk guy from the milk commercial. So. Is, there a, is there something that you kind of prefer after all of your years? I mean, I love comedy. Mm -hmm. I love doing comedy. I do have an affinity for people on the stairs because it was my first role and uh, and I got to really throw myself into it. I was kind of at the beginning of my acting craft, I guess you would say, in terms of uh, film and I really got to throw myself into that. So that was really fun. But in terms of comedy, never been kissed because Drew Barrymore let me write my whole part. Oh, really? Yeah, it was just a small part and she let me write it and... Uh, and it was great. I got her and her partner, Nancy Javonen, who is now married to Jimmy Fallon. Um, mm -hmm. They let me create the character and write my part. And all they asked was, you know, whatever you write, just run it by us. And they let me do a lot of stuff. So it was the part just got bigger and bigger and bigger. So it was yeah, really that, cool. That shiver at the bar is by far one of the most yep. natural looking yep. things that I enjoy in that and movie. That was, uh, <laughs> and that was not in the movie. They just decided, hey, let's bring back him. Let's bring him to the bar scene and, yeah. and see what he comes up with. So <laughs> it's that's great. It's, it, it is one of my favorite things about being such a fan of yours. Is I love the <laughs> fact that, that you know, uh, my neighbor knows you from Lost. Right. I and mean, obviously I know you from people under the stairs. Right. 
uh, when I told my dad this morning, he yeah. immediately mentioned the Got Milk commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so exactly. It's, so it's yeah. nice that it's even a generational thing as well. Yeah, no, it is. It actually really, it's really, really great. Is, is acting something that you fell into, or is it something no, that I mean, you, I, you really I, 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 I liked doing it. I liked performing. Um, I was the youngest of four kids, and I would perform so I didn't have to do all my chores. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so that was uh, kind of the way into being kind of a ham. My grandfather was a huge ham. My mom was an actress in you know community theater, mm-hmm. so um, I, I had an affinity for it anyway. And then um, I, I was smaller, so I didn't, you know, it's not like I really, really died to play sports. I did play some sports, but it just didn't excite me as much as performing did. Mm-hmm. And you know, then it kind of grew and then deepens as you as you get older into really learning the craft. And I just love being funny. That's and and it's. I'm, I'm lucky that I did learn to act in other things because uh, I would uh, 60% of what I do is, is dramatic mm-hmm. and I wish I was doing more comedy but uh, hopefully I, I will be doing so soon so you should try and get a, a spin-off with the, the heckler role from that thing you yeah do. exactly yeah I, lo- I love doing that so I mean and now now I saw online that you're, you're doing acting lessons is that right yeah I'm an acting coach okay. and uh, because everything we just talked about I've done kind of every genre mm-hmm. I know that if you're going to try out for a comedy and it's Modern Family, that's a lot, or The Office, that's a lot different than you know uh, Two and a Half Men. There's, you have to know the different styles. You have to know what they're looking for. But then you really have to know your acting craft. So I try to marry those two things together. Like be a really good actor, but still try to book the job. And where's where is that based out of? It's in L.A., but I do Skype coaching all over the place. Oh, you do? Yeah, okay, I so have it's... a I have a client in Pittsburgh, one in Nashville. Um, one in Florida, so I do it. Uh, the Skype coaching works great. So. Have you been doing the, the convention circuit as long as you've been acting? or is it No, it just started new? up a, a couple years ago on Facebook. I was getting so many friend requests, and I was like, I don't know any of these people. I don't get it. And a friend of mine goes, you idiot, these are fans. Yeah, from, yeah. And I go, no, come on. And he said, just accept every one of them. And as soon as I did, they all started messaging me like, will you come to this convention? Will you yeah. come to that? And I was like, really? Why? And they said, we want to meet Roach. And so, <laughs> you know, and, and that's what somebody told me in the years when I wasn't really doing the uh, Facebook or the convention. They said, look, fans have more power now. Yeah. They, they can dictate what they want to see and what they, you know, what generates income. And I thought, great. So... I started going out based on uh, their suggestions, and it's been it's, going it's great. It's been an enjoyable experience. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun meeting the fans. Yeah. And I'm shocked that people care that much about Roach after all this time, you know? It's oh, very yeah. humbling. It's a classic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's actually really cool. Are there, are there some things that you love about the convention, uh, you know, circuit? Uh, oh, I mean, in, you know, you get, acting, you, well, yeah, you get treated very nicely by the promoters and the fans, mm-hmm. and then you have to go home and, you know, take out the garbage and wash the dishes, so... <laughs> But it's so for that that weekend, you know, I but I love actually uh, meeting the fans, and I love people who have seen me at conventions. Will know I love to dance and mm-hmm. and uh, do karaoke, and uh, I mean I, you know, I'm a father of two girls, and so when I I get to just you know cut loose and have a, a great time and have fun, so I'm not the guy that's gonna sit in his bedroom the whole time. I'm gonna go out and have fun. And, are, are you the the type of person that although you you maybe. Uh, quarantine to a hotel for the mm-hmm. better portion of why yeah. you're there. Do you get to see a lot of the cities? That I you, don't. You don't. I really don't. No. You are, well, so you no, are quarantined. You, you kind of well because you have these events. You right. come in and you Friday night you usually sign. The morning you have to get up and sign. That evening there's usually some kind of thing. A lot of times you're a judge at a mm-hmm. costume contest or you're 
part of a VIP event, and they really want you there. And then, um, and then Sunday you get up and go, and then uh, do your signing, and then you're on, off to the airport. Mm -hmm. So it's very rare that we get to. The only time I did, I did one in in Gettysburg, and I flew in on the Thursday. You fly in a day before, but we're all you know auditioning and have things going on in LA. It's hard sure. to come out the day before. Stretch it, like I said, I'm a father. I got to pick up my girls from school, and you know things like that. So it's hard to leave uh, town early. I'd love to extend trips on either side mm -hmm. to check out places, but I rarely get to. So have there been any kind of uh, I guess crazy stories? In yeah, the uh, there's actually a great story. It's my favorite story. Um, my uh, fan came up and looked at my roach picture and said, "How oh, well? How did you do those prosthetics?" Well, I had these long fingers. And I said, uh, well, the, to glue the fingers on, it took a really long time. It was like an hour and a half every single day, painting them, making them look like my fingers, but gluing each one, you know, 10 different fingers uh, for the morning. And he goes, no, 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 not that, the messed up teeth and gums. <laughs> and I went, oh, those are mine. Oh, and he goes, oh, is that a disease? Because what's that called? And I go, it's called mom had small lips and I ha dad had big gums, you know? <laughs> And wow. then he was, it, was, it was really funny because yeah. we, we've always just, joked about that in my family. And so then he looked around and he's like, all right, see you later. And I was like, wow, insult me and not yeah. like, buy a photo or <laughs> yeah. anything. Yeah. It was really funny. Just, just no shame. Yeah, but it was funny. I mean, it really cracked me up. I didn't, I didn't take it. Some people I tell it to, they're like, oh, it's so mean. That's, I go, that's funny. It's yeah. funny. Some of the things that I discuss with some of the people on my show is people that have been doing it for so long is are there any kind of, not necessarily tricks of the trade, but... Those things that you, you don't see on the internet forums, that you don't see in the, the how-to books to, to expect when they're first I just think you, getting into acting. Well, I mean, nowadays, you know, I just said this to someone just recently, you know, Brad Pitt just won, his, I think, his first Oscar for, as a producer. Mm -hmm. You can't just be an actor anymore. Mm -hmm. Everybody, everybody, you know, produces, uh, tries to, you know, Danny Strong, who just won a um, writing um, Emmy, was a character actor. He was a commercial actor. Mm -hmm. We used to sit in, you know, commercial auditions together. And everybody has to diversify and try to. Fred Savage, um, mm -hmm. he's now directing. I mean, yeah. you everybody divert. You have to diversify because you can't put your eggs in one basket in this industry anymore. So, you know, good, the, good a few a few people who are, uh, you know, three out of the ten movies. I think it was two years ago were produced by Brad Pitt and George Clooney. You know, right. as the Oscar film. So you you have to get out there and generate material and fight for material. And you know, Leonardo DiCaprio said it took seven years for him to fight and make Wolf of Wall Street. So, and yeah. so that's something that you right. You into have as well. to you have to right. You have to do many things. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to throw the spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks, and uh, and try to generate your own stuff. It's a you know, studios are not looking for just actors anymore. They're looking for people who can generate their own material. I mean, full-on um, creative, industrious people. Are there things that you like to do, I mean, as far as the road? I mean, I have some friends that almost have this re religious ritual of, of picking what CDs they're going to bring on the road with them or, or what books they're going to bring on the road. Uh, no, I mean, I'm, uh, like for that? me, for me, I always rent, I, I always, uh, usually, I even put on my page a lot. I call them plain friends. I'll usually make friends, whoever <laughs> I sit next to. Mm -hmm. And I'll post pictures. I just I just flew out and uh, from St. Louis, and these people were on spring break, and they the drink lady came around and ordered a. Uh, they both ordered water, and then she, they came by again. She was handing out the drink orders, and there was these great you know vodka cranberries, and the guy goes, "Ugh, 
we made a mistake. And I go, yeah, you made a big mistake. And I was like, three vodka cranberries. I go, it's your spring break, you know? You got to start this off. You're flying to L.A. for the first time. Right. You got to do this. So, And then I, you know, usually talk to people for a while on a plane, and then I'll watch a movie. I'll mm-hmm. pick a movie, and I'll watch a movie. And so I have that ritual in terms of flying, because I'm usually flying. I'm not driving or mm-hmm. listening to CDs or anything. But that's definitely a ritual that I do. Mm-hmm on the road and then I find out where if there's going to be dancing when I get there <laughs> dancing or something fun to do when I get to the hotel so and you had mentioned that you're you're more into comedy than you are you know other genres and whatnot do you you kind of have an opinion on, on maybe where things were to where things are now well I mean you know each generation shift. brings in you know a new person mm-hmm. it was like Jim Carrey for a while then Jack Black for a while Ben Stiller seems to have still stayed in the thing but I mean obviously the new young guys you know Seth Rogen and those guys are really funny you know Jonah Hill and what they're doing is really funny and really cool so and then you know there's always a shifting of of the guard so it'll be interesting to see uh, what comes next but I I enjoy those guys films a lot do you have an opinion on horror movies? I mean, even just as a fan I, personally, seeing it go from this worldwide, almost not necessarily phenomenon, because it's been like this for a while, but I mean, it seems like even the smallest uh, director and producer can get kickstarted online yeah. or, or find a, the right amount of friends. I mean, to me, I, I, uh, I did like doing the Hatchet series because it was fun mm-hmm. and, you know, campy and it didn't take itself too seriously. I don't watch a lot of horror only because... Like, the special effects gory ones, I know all the tricks, so that doesn't gross me out. And then the scary ones, like the paranormal, weird ghosts, I'm not, because I got too big, look, I'm an actor, I have a bad enough imagination already. (laughs) I don't need to fill my brain with that stuff. Right. I remember when I was a little kid and I used to have nightmares, my mom came in and said, look, the good news is, you have a great imagination. She said, the bad news is, you have a great imagination. (laughs) And so you're going to make things that are not a big deal scarier to you and I don't need that I don't need that in my brain already I have too many crazy thoughts already so you live in LA I, I guess mm-hmm. I was just going to ask in, in all your travels have you have you decided on if you weren't in LA uh, another favorite part of the world oh, it's so hard I'm from back east I definitely miss the green mm-hmm. and the space mm-hmm. um, I, but after this winter the last couple of winters looking at the snow and I'm so glad I don't have to deal <laughs> with that stuff yeah yeah, I, not necessarily. I mean, sometimes I think like, you know, Colorado or, or I've been, I shot a movie there and I thought it was really awesome. Um, but not, yeah, not necessarily. I mean, I like Nashville. I'm going there semi-frequently now because I, uh, I do an acting coaching okay. there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, or I'm sorry, an acting workshop there. So that's really cool. But, you know, L.A. is just expensive. That's the only problem. It's really expensive to live there, so... But I, I'm lucky. I've got a decent house, and so that I thought it would be a starter house, but luckily it's probably going to be my forever house. Yeah. So because it's just too hard in LA. But no, not necessarily. I haven't found another place in the country that I really like more mm-hmm. so far. Do you think the kids are going to follow in, in Dad's footsteps at all? Nope. No, not they at all. No interest. Not They'd be great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know my one daughter would be great. Um, she's way more in extroverted, mm-hmm. but they see the life. You know, it's not about when you work. You know, Alec Baldwin said on a recent interview, he's like, I don't know why. If you want to get into acting, if you love acting, then go to community theater because then you can act a lot. But if you're an actor, professional actor, you don't get to act that much or very rarely do you, you know, even when you're on the set, you know, eight hours of sitting around and two hours is actually acting, you know. Much like a musician, 23 hours in the band, half hour on. Right, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. That's that's the thing, you know. 
it's a, it's a, they they see that you know how hard it is to get the work to, to do the acting. And so, and you saying that now that you shouldn't just act, you should look into yeah. broadening your perspective. I mean, Producing and writing. And when you everything. were when you were first getting into acting, are there is there kind of a difference in in some of the the walls that maybe kind of got put up? Well, there's just less. Than... There's less movies being made. That's really the top of the. That's the top of the tree because when there's less movies being made, there's less roles for all these actors. So these all actors come to television and do commercials and do things that they never would have done because they were movie stars. There's movie stars, TV, now everybody's doing everything. So mm -hmm. there's less work and then there's, you know, there's a lot more work because they say, what about all the cable stuff? Well, the cable stuff pays a lot less. So it's hard to make a living on that. So it, you know, but the good news is, like you said, you can make your own movie. You mm -hmm. can get a, you know, get a computer, you know, spend a few grand on cameras and a good computer and you can make your own movies. Right. So. There's opportunities, you know, some doors are closing, but other ones are opening. So great. you have to be aware of that. You have to know your industry Absolutely. to get into it. Yeah, and I mean, being a fan of films, I mean, again, when I'm sitting in a van for 23 hours yeah, and yeah. watching films, I do get into discussions with my actor friends, sure. and, and they let me know. Yeah, I guess we just kind of keep each other in on the ins and outs of each other's yeah. different industries. And, Absolutely. And they, they've kind of said the same thing, that they feel that although the, the audience is growing, that the net for... for opportunities and shrinking right right uh, you know whether it be because of studios buying one another or mm -hmm. uh, you know people just not really being willing to take risks well corporations bought the studios that's what happened and they run it like a business mm -hmm. and you know when hollywood ran itself hollywood was insular for years they ran they, they had their own economy they had their own accounting system they had their own way of doing it that made sense for for what it was, this creative town. But unfortunately, there was things that made no sense, yeah. where they would pay, you know, to a couple writers three million dollars because they were sitting in the Seinfeld writing room for six weeks. That makes no sense. They didn't prove themselves just because they were there. They think, oh, just because they were sitting there, they must know something, and they don't. You know, you, you have to prove yourself. But now, unfortunately, now instead of answering to two television executives, you're answering to 15 television executives, and then the company that owns them, Comcast, you have to talk to their executive, you know, to make decisions. So it's really, you know, it's it's much more arduous and tougher. So creative people are going, well, I don't want to do that on network, so I'm going to go to HBO, and I'm going to go to Netflix, so I'm going to go, you know. Yeah, so there's more creative stuff. I mean, it's a great age of television. It really yeah. is. I mean, there's so much more stuff going on in TV because movies, they say, well, if we're going to only make seven movies this year, where they used to make 35. Right. They're like, well, let's make sure people are familiar with it. So yeah. it's either a hit book, a comic book, uh, you know, a, a repeat, a reboot, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a sequel. <laughs> you know, that's what's going reboot, on now. Remake, yeah, yeah, remake, remake, <laughs> sequel. So the industry has changed, but like I said, you have to. You can create your own stuff mm -hmm. and put it up on on you know Amazon and Netflix and. You know, it's, it's it's truly great that, that people can be as proactive right. and, and kind of DIY in that sense. Right, right, exactly. So. There's more of those opportunities. So, well, thank you very much. I don't want to hey, take no up too problem. much of your table time here, but that was a it, good was, discussion. it was an honest pleasure. Yeah, and, uh, I look forward to maybe doing a part two sometime. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you.